0: so far this week we talked about finding a good location and gaining permission from a property owner to set up your food truck today we're going to play a different numbers game on 10 minute food truck training my name is Bill Moore, founder of FoodTruckTraining.group, and welcome to the 10-Minute Food Truck Training Podcast. Today, we're talking about why a minimum of 200 passers-by is needed when you set up on a daily basis. When you look at a location site and discover it has 200 or more general public people passing by an hour, you can reasonably assume about 1 to 4 percent is going to purchase something on impulse just because you happen to be there and they happen to be hungry. So, that means two up to eight guests are impulse shopping. These impulse purchases have nothing to do with you, nothing to do with your food, and nothing to do with your marketing skills. These guests buy from you just because you're there. So if you use a $15 check average that we've talked about in other podcasts, that means you could pull $30 to $120 an hour just from you showing up. Again, that's because there's a high enough foot traffic. This is not a build it and they will come fantasy out in some remote area. Foot traffic equals impulse shopping. No foot traffic means no business, and you would have to be a marketing genius to create business in an area where there is no foot traffic. You can push that number of people that are shopping from you up to 14 to 20. That's going to be 7 to 10 percent of the people passing by if you do a couple things. First, say hi to everyone that passes your door. You're getting attention because they may not even know what you're there doing. They just see a trailer and walk on by. So you're going to say hi to everybody. Having delicious aromas wafting from your equipment. So you're going to be cooking some onions, cooking some bacon, getting those aromas out there to get people's appetites started because they may not even realize they're hungry until they smell your food. Stay on your feet cleaning. Keep your business and the area surrounding your business spotless. If you're not cleaning, you should be handing out samples. Let people know how good your food is. And if you're not doing the cleaning and you're not doing the handing out samples, and you need to be on social media building up your, your business. Getting people to come down and try it out. You should always be doing something. If you do those things, you'll get up to that 14 to 20 people an hour. Multiply that check average again. And that gives you between $210 and $300 an hour. Now let's imagine you could leverage your business's social media following and get an additional five people. This will be five people coming there to you, not coming there because there's some other business you happen to be sitting in front of. So on the low side, that's $285 an hour. Working only the lunch hours of 11 to 2 puts your daily potential at eight fifty-five. dollars If you're only going to work three days a week, that means your sales are going to be over $130,000 a year. Even a poorly trained and poorly operated food stand would bring home at least about $26,000, $27,000 in profit. That's around 20%. And I know you guys would never operate your stands poorly because you pay attention to this podcast and hopefully you've joined our food truck training group. You'll bring home a whole bunch more in profit. Here's a little tip. Vendors that spend 30 minutes a day on social media report higher sales averages and fewer down days. And guess what? I have a full week's worth of podcasts on marketing and an hour-long presentation on social media on my YouTube channel. And that YouTube channel is called Food Vendor Reality. So imagine if you spend an hour on social media promoting your business and the location you're sitting in front of. What would happen if you could get 25 guests an hour? Or you stayed open an extra hour? With only the same 14 people an hour coming to your business. So, on the low end, having 26 or 27 thousand dollars in profit isn't bad, it's not glamorous, but if you're off four days a week, that's not a bad deal. And imagine if you found another site doing the exact same sales for the other days of the week. Would that get you excited? Before you pull out a calculator and start running some numbers, I want to ground those projections in a little bit of reality. The first thing is weather. You're going to be impacted by snow and rain and heat and cold and wind. Thinking you'll be able to work three days a week is great. However, the reality is you're going to miss several days. I always plan on missing about 25% of my potential days due to weather. So if you take our three days a week adventure from... 3 times 52 equals 156 potential days down to a low side of about 117 days. That'll give you an idea of what kind of sales you can realistically make. And your area of the weather may cooperate more, but I would rather project profits on the conservative side. So if I hit that 117 and I still got 2 or 3 months of the year left, then yeah, I can continue to vend and make more money. Second is your ability to move guests through the line. The fastest a single cashier with a simple menu can take orders and transact the cash or credit card is about 40 seconds in order. And just to keep things easy, I like to say one minute per order. That means at most we can only serve 60 people an hour, which is a lot of tickets. 60 times our $15 check average is $900 in sales an hour. Chances are a two to three person team will struggle with sales that high. So we've created a limitation. We can't go above a certain level. And then there's another limitation, and that's your cooking capacity. Your equipment can only cook so much food an hour. Doesn't matter what it is. Doesn't matter how fast you are. Temperature is still temperature. Cooking time is still temperature cooking time. Friars are the slowest. Friars are the biggest slow point in most food trucks and trailers. Let's say you can only cook six orders of fries at a time and they take three and a half minutes to cook. That means the most orders you could cook in an hour is 102. And that's if you can drop a basket exactly at the same moment the other one gets finished. And of course, it also depends on the fryer temperature keeping up. And this applies to every other piece of equipment and every other bit of food you're going to be cooking. All food takes a defined time to cook. And if the equipment maintains the temperature, all food takes a defined time to cook only if the equipment can maintain the proper cooking temperature. So you do have some limitations on how much money you can possibly make. The fryer example keeps up with the best speed your cashier could meet, but is really running full throttle three hours a day even a reasonable assumption. I mean, let's face it if we're working our max three hours in a row chances are into the second and third hours certainly we started to slow down because we just don't have the stamina and the energy to keep up that kind of pace if you watched our youtube video on the break even point this is a number we can need to compare to what this location has to offer one important aspect of the break even point was the number of guests it would take to break even that's why i say a minimum of 200 passersby is so important So if your break even is 60 guests a day and you get the impulse shoppers being around 24 and that's on the high side, that means your marketing ability has to make up for that 36 guest shortfall. In a big city where walking city blocks is really common, you might have 800 to 1,200 people or more passing an hour. That makes your marketing life easier because you'll have enough impulse shoppers that are just going to buy because you're there. But if you work in smaller cities like the majority of food trucks do, 200 people an hour passing by is the basement. If you're under that 200 person an hour just walking by... That means you have to work harder at your social media and your own marketing. It's not impossible, but it's going to be more difficult. So that's just one more reason I always tell everybody, always be looking for your next great location. Always be thinking ahead, because today's great location could be tomorrow's graveyard. All it takes is a traffic pattern change, road construction, business closure, a change in the anchor store popularity of a shopping center, and your sales get negatively affected. So you always need to be looking for that next great location. Tomorrow we're going to talk about your day on location, what you should be doing to make sure you hit your goals. If you're enjoying our chats, please consider supporting the podcast by clicking the support button. Every little bit does help. If you'd like to make a one-time donation, I have a link in the description for that as well. If you need more information or just like the camaraderie of like-minded positive people, join our Facebook group. It's called Food Truck Training. Thank you guys so much for listening and stay profitable, my friends.